Hello and welcome to the next episode of We're Going Chasing. Uh, James, welcome back from Pakistan from your, your travels. Thanks very much, Killian. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time over there. Uh, it was a bit wild, uh, very different to, to Ireland. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, got a bad dose over there from the food and that at one stage. So I was knocked out there for a couple of days and I'm still not fully right. I had the, the turkey dinner when I came back there and I only ate half of it. Um, I have no appetite at all, but uh, but look, I'll hopefully be good for tomorrow and I'll get up to Leopardstown. Hopefully, and hopefully you can help us pick out a few winners here. Um, obviously, we had a couple of a couple of deputies in for uh, in your absence, Paddy Aspel and uh, Thomas Jakeman. So, hopefully, they they both they both did very well, and um, hopefully they gave a few winners. I think there was a couple of comments about about Jakeman that he looked a bit under the weather and to take his tips with a pinch of salt. But um, he he seemed all right. He had a few a few good ones yesterday, and um, hopefully he'll have one or two then today. Okay, Killian, sure, we'll, we'll get going. So um, we're going to preview racing on the 28th and the 29th at both Limerick and Leopardstown. Uh, we'll start off with the maiden hurdle in Limerick, in Leopardstown uh, on the 28th, uh, built by Ballymore is in our tent to follow and, uh, and and he's out. What do you make of him? Yeah, he's gone to, gone to Martin Brazel from, from Pat Doyle. So hopefully... Um... He he'll he'll win it. Uh, JJ Slevin booked to ride, so uh, it's it's a pretty strong race though. Like obviously all these these maiden hurdles, Leopardstown over Christmas are going to be hotly contested. Like you've got Deep Cave there. He was second to Absolute Notions. Um, lot of joy was beaten. I think she was third on hurdles debut. Um, but she she was a high class flat horse. She was rated in the nineties. So like she's the one that came over from Sweden for Willie uh, that ran in the flat in Galway and it ran in one of the Cesare witches as well. So um yeah, she 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 might take a bit of beating there, getting the seven pounds in her second run over hurdles. So yeah, it's it's a strong race. So if he if he won it, you'd imagine he'd be he'd be a decent enough horse. Yeah, yeah, it does it does look quite deep. Um that maiden hurdle is, is usually is usually quite strong at that um at that meeting every year on the on the twenty eighth. But um yeah, of course I, I don't have a really strong opinion on the race, but built by Ballymore, I'd be I'd be hoping he comes in for the ten to follow. Um moving on, so in the race we've got the two mile four furlong handicap hurdle. Um again, very competitive they all are this time of year. Uh, do you have any strong opinions on any of them there? Yeah, unanswered one in in Cheltenham in in November for Tony Martin. I think we said it here at the time. Like he's like um Peter Carberry made it look like he was pushing the horse along. He wasn't like now he's off a hundred and thirteen today. He won in Cheltenham off. Um, I'll have to get it here now. He won in Cheltenham off a hundred and eleven. So he's actually only up two pounds on his. His mark, like he got, he was hacked right up from his his Irish mark to his to his UK mark. He won by six lengths that day, but like he got a racing post rating of one hundred and twenty six. So you'd imagine there's there's still a bit of bit of scope there. I'd, I'd say, like, if he wants to win, he'll win. We'll put it that way. Okay, okay, 
very good. Well, I've I've one started to take you on with there a bit. Uh, Lyser is the name of the horse. It's uh, the Marine National team, as as they're probably known by now. Um, Michael O'Sullivan is coming in, taking five pounds off. Um, obviously Barry O'Neill uh, is training there. It's the horse's only fifth start. Um, over hurdles. Now he's had a long layoff. Um, it was about May last year when May this year. Uh, when he ran last, but that was only his first run in a handicap. Um, after three or four starts in maiden hurdles, where he, he improved each one really and, and won his last maiden. Uh, the winner that day, Digby. Uh, won again next time out and then subsequently ran well in the Galway hurdle before falling two or three out but, but was going well at the time uh, the second that day Auckland also won next time out um, and there was a dead heat for third um, and one of them ran respectably as well uh, in their only start since so you know he's been off the track for quite a while but uh, if they have him ready to go on that He's very unexposed and the trip is perfect. Two mile four furlongs and uh while he was fifth that day, he was only five lengths off winning. Um so that that that'd be one that, that would interest me there. Um aside from that, I suppose moving on to the pretense qualifier. We've another one here, Killian, uh, in our tend to follow Eric Bloodax. Uh Gordon has a typically strong hand uh in this race. Do you have uh, do you have any strong opinions on it? Um I don't really like I think we mentioned when we actually did the tend to follow that he's he was supposed to go chase him, but obviously he hasn't. And I think I don't know I think I mentioned that maybe if Chasen didn't go to plan that you could always go back over hurdles because we thought he was off a good mark. And you, did, you mentioned temps, actually the temps, you could have been a race. Like Jesus, I'm some judge really. <laughs> and he's here and he has Rob James taken seven off. Now Obviously, if you win a Pertemps qualifier, you can't win the Pertemps because it's never happened. So I don't think Gordon would want to be messing with that. So like you'd imagine he'd try, I think you have to come in the first four now. So like if he is trying to qualify for the Pertemps, you'd imagine he'd come second, third, fourth. Um, yeah. If not, is that, is, yeah. if is he's just trying to win the race. Is that Chickenstown style though? Well, like I know Gordon loves uh loves trying to trying to get one there in the portents in any handicaps. He, he likes getting a few in there, yeah. uh well handicapped. But I don't know if that's Jigginstown style really for a portents hurdle. You know, would they be happy enough to go ahead and just win it if they can? Yeah, I know Cuneo, uh Henry de Brom had trained him. Um he he won a Pertemps qualifier at Christmas years ago. Um I know Delta Work as a novice came third in a pretemps qualifier before winning the pretemps. Okay. Yeah. Um obviously Gordon trained him as well. Yeah. So like he actually was third off 139 and a five pound mm-hmm. claimer riding him. And coincidentally, Eric Bloodaxe 137 and a seven pound claimer. So they're going to run off um similar enough sort of yeah. Um weights there. Um yeah, I don't know. Like if 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 Gordon thinks he can win a pretemps with Eric Bloodax, he's not going to try and win this race and get a yeah a seven pound or five pound hike and then get another seven pounds off the English handicapper. So yeah, like he's already off 137. You'd imagine that he's gonna get five off the English handicapper. That's a one four two. So maybe Rob James is stepping up there tomorrow 
to get just to get a spin on him ahead of the pretemps, and they're gonna try and get him qualified tomorrow and see where they go. Like there's there's a few down the bottom there. And um, Maxim is a horse, a horse I like. He's one of those that's gone gone to gardens. Um he's actually priced up as a six to one favourite the, the betting for this race. Um Eric Bloodaxe is a is a twelve to one shot at Bet three six five. You've Percy can't say the second part, Legalos ten to one. <laughs> Um, Vina Ardenza twelve to one. Music Drive fourteen to one. Interestingly, Music Drive and Manila um Crooner were both unsold last day. Um, they were up for sale on Tarasol's online. Um, then you've like Manila Times in this race, obviously trying to to mind his 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 mark or offences maybe, but maybe they think there's there's a race in him off one hundred and twenty two over hurdles too that they might just pick up something. So yeah. it's a very competitive race as usual. So like you probably. Like maybe back something at twelve or fourteen to one, like like maybe Eric Bloodax to come in the first four or five. Yeah, that's that's the way I'd be thinking as well. Uh, the max maximum six to one. He's still only rated one hundred and twenty. He got seventeen pounds for winning. Yeah, uh, very causely at Navin. So he's one that probably still needs to win. Um, yeah, you know. So if you wanted if you wanted one to win, he'd probably be the one you're looking at. Uh, and then. If you wanted to win at an each way price, twelve to one is is very big on an Eric Bloodax. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, right, moving on to uh the Jack the Bramhead Stairs Hurdle. Um, the I looking at like obviously I wasn't totally tuned in over the last few days, uh, coming back from Pakistan and that, but the quality of the Grade One so far at Leopardstown hasn't been great, um, as far as I'm concerned, and and this will be the best so far by a long way. Like Saint Waff beating Visionarian in a Grade One, uh, Novice Chase is quite underwhelming. Uh, you know today obviously we're recording before racing today, but the Fast Fast Vegas five to one on. You know it'll be great to see him again and uh with with a view towards Cheltenham. But you know it's it, from a competitive point of view again quite underwhelming. And then uh, the two mile Born Abrina Chase. Uh, as a 10-year-old at the top of the market who's been very unreliable in recent times, followed by, you know, Blue Lord and Captain Guinness, who are two horses who I see being below, just below grade one standard. Um, you know, so it's, uh, I don't know, they've got gentlemen to me there as well, but I just think the, the grade ones have been quite middling so far. But this this does look to be bucking that trend. Um, what What do you think? Yeah, I'd agree with you. Like it has been, like they've been some competitive finishes though. Um, is the only thing. Like obviously down in Limerick yesterday, the the Grade One, the Novice Chase. Um, like Jerry Clone winning that. There was like it was it was it was a tight enough finish. There was the first four were separated by only six or seven lengths. Like so, like it was it was competitive. Like obviously San Rai and a Visionarian was competitive jump in the last. And like the races might be a small bit weak, but at least you're not seeing what like. Constitution Hill going off one to seven, winning by fifteen lengths. Uh, like we're well, probably, we going to see it in, probably going to see it in Fasal Vega today, but like there isn't demolition jobs. Like even the King George yesterday, Brave Men's Game is an unbelievable performance, and he's won by half the track. Um, yeah. so like this this race though is, is very competitive, and at the prices, I'd say to Bob Ollinger, like he's he's five eleven to four generally, and then William Hill have him as a seven to two shot. Um, like 
11 to 4, I think, versus 13 to 8 on, on Florham Porter is a very fair price. Um, obviously, it's a pity Classical Dream isn't here, but to be honest, I think they'd both be in front of Classical Dream. He doesn't back up his runs. Um, he yeah. ran such a good race in the Hatton's race, and he looked so fit that day. I'd say he was really, really wound up for it. I don't think we'll see him again until Cheltenham. Um, obviously, home by the lead, beat both these horses over two and a half miles. And you'd imagine the three-mile trip would suit him a bit better, considering the way he raced. But... Like I'm, I'm willing to forgive Bob Ollinger the sort of mishap he had that day. Like, didn't seem to. I'd say he's going to be a miles fitter today, and I, I or tomorrow, and I think we'll see, we'll see a better horse, and I think I think he'll win it. Yeah, uh, I'd be along the similar line of thinking there. It's certainly between the three horses that we've mentioned there: it's top of the market, Florin Porter, Bob Ollinger, home by the Lee. Uh, nothing else outside of those three will win it. Won by the Lee, I think the farm will be turned around, uh, possibly by both of them. Just think that was a weird race. You know, he was just off the bridle so so early and just kept on staying on. Um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be be looking at him as a as a betting proposition or that really. Um, yeah, but Bob Allinger at the prices um is is fair enough really because thirteen to eight and for one porter is is very short too. Um, yeah, know, like so if, suppose, come on. if they were the same price, I don't know would I be. Back in either, I'd probably leave it off. Like, but with the way they are and the thirteen day to eleven to four, like I, I'd, I'd be definitely siding with Bob Allinger. Like I said at the time, I couldn't get over the way Florian Porter folded in Nevin. Like he just backed out of the race. I never seen him do it before. And if I was a fan of Florian Porter, I wouldn't have liked it. And I just think he needs to. He he like there's people say Bob Allinger has to come back now after after failing to see out the race the last day. But like Florian Porter is on a, on a redemption as well. Like, and this thing about being trained for one day is a load of bullshit as well. Like, this is a grade one. Like, if I own Florian Porter and I saw him being hammered in a grade one tomorrow, I'd be saying to Gavin Cromwell, "Come on, like, this is, like, yeah, you can you can win yeah. this and you can win in Cheltenham, like, you know." Yeah, yeah. And he should have yeah. won the race. He should have won the race last year only for Paul Townend was was a bit too clever at the start. Uh, for yeah. for the starter, so and like he would have won the race because it took him took Danny about four furlongs to pull the horse up afterwards. So he was ready for the race last year. Yeah, and he's going yeah. to be ready today or as ready as he can be. And if he doesn't win, there's big question marks over him. Yeah, yeah. Well, particularly if he's if he's uncompetitive again. Yeah. Um. Again, another another very good grade one. Um. Twenty eight is probably the best days race, and although twenty ninth is nice too. But the Stavos Chase. Um, what do you reckon? A blue tired is he? Is he going to be back to his best? Very hard to know. Uh, like the the excuse that was given was a bit watery. Like that, oh, his blood work came back, but came back strange. But like, if you're willing to 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 believe that and forgive him the run, then like he should win this. Like I thought, Rachel probably gave him a. She probably wasn't happy with the ride she gave him last year in the same race, and Davy gave Galvin a serious go, like. I'd be surprised if Galvin was in front of him. I wouldn't be surprised if Conflated was, because you wouldn't know what he'd do. Like he could do anything. Yeah, um, like I think, <coughs> excuse me. Um, um, Ruby on the road to Cheltenham put up Conflated there last week as one of Davy's best rides, and like the Irish Gold Cup, he really stole it. Like it was just it was unbelievable stuff, and like. I don't know if Conflated's on a going day, he could serve it up to a Plutard. If he's not, he could end up coming fifth. So yeah. it, it's really all, all there, like with him. Yeah, obviously Kimboy goes really well around around Leopardstown, but 
like the form of the down royal race took a real hit there yesterday with on violin and the king george so like it's hard seeing him like he's rated 19 pounds lower than a plutard i don't know i think a plutard wins but i don't know what i back him in six to four okay fair enough um what i'd be looking at actually first of all just mention conflated and if he's on a going day when i was just doing a, a bit of research for this race I had totally forgot or I don't know if I had realised the conflated actually finished 60 lengths behind both Monkfish and latest exhibition in a grade one novice chase at Leopardstown Christmas 2020. Um, it's a pity that uh, obviously latest exhibition is no longer with us and Monkfish, we don't know, might, might no longer be with us too. He I don't could, know. We... Likely he's no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just never know. But I don't hopefully it'd be great to see Monkfish back on the track anyway. Uh, just an honourable mention to, to him there. With regards to this race, a Plutard is very short. I think at the prices, Kemboy is the bet. Um, you said that that race at Down Royal took a hit. Um, it did, but you know, Kemboy finished ahead of both Conflated, um, and Galvin that day. Uh, you know, he's hit the crossbar in his last three runs. He loves Leopardstown. Um, I don't actually know if the weather is to change too much, but the ground should be okay for him. Yeah. And uh, you know, if a Plutard isn't right. I think that he has the measure of Galvin and Conflated at Leopardstown. Um, you know, so I think eight to one, there's three places on offer. I think he'll definitely be in the places. Um, that's that, that's uh, quite a, a good bet, I think. Um, moving on, so the beginner's chase. Um, gentleman's game is in that. Uh, Rob Atchison gave him a very good mention um, here on our stable tour with, with Rob Core uh, towards the start of the season. What do you make of this race? Yeah, I think I think you'll find it difficult to win given the fact that I am Maximus had a run. And now like he he did everything wrong that day and still should have beat Manella Crooner. Um I think Mouse's horses generally they might take a run to get fully fit. So like I'd say like I am Maximus is at five to six and in gentlemen's games five to one, he probably in each way, bet to nothing is it maybe like to come second and you have a chance then that he wins it. But yeah, it's hard, hard to see past Iron Maximus just because he's had the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he was five to one. Five to one is a is a fair mm. price on him considering uh, how highly he's thought of by Rob. And yeah. um, you know, but I, I I get your point there. Each in each way, bet could be could be the play there. Uh, Limerick then I suppose there's two races. Uh, there at Limerick to sort of stand out. Uh, the first is the Great Two Mares Novice Chase. Allegor Devasse uh, has nothing to beat, doesn't she? Yeah, I suppose like Broomfield Hall's race 132, Melina Girl 128. They've both won last time out. They're both race fit. But like, you'd be very disappointed if Allegor Devasse doesn't win. Like, I've said this plenty of times, like she's an atrocious price, the mayor's chase. And like anyone that backs her needs their head examined, really. Like, and she wins, she'll probably win tomorrow. It's over two miles six. She will. And if she wins, she goes, she's even shorter. And if you back her, then you're an even bigger fool than now. Um, considering there's so many good mares around as well. Um, yeah, she should win though, and you'd be disappointed if she doesn't. Like, Melina Girls obviously won last time out, proved Field Halls won her last two. So they are improving and they're. Like, yeah. you wouldn't be shocked, but, like, she's on chase and debut, and she'll have to jump well, because the other two do. Melina girl especially jumps really well, so they'll have to, they'll have, she'll have to be, be pretty good to to win yeah. that. 
Yeah, I think I like uh, and I do really like Melina's girl. Um, you know, she's very competitive in all her races, you know, even when she's not winning, she's there thereabouts. She always runs a race for connections. But um I, I think I think it's at this level it's too much of a step up. I think Allegor de Vassé um just wins and anything below two to one on is probably value. Yeah. Um moving on, so to the grade B handicap chase. Uh have you had a look at this? I have. Um the horse down towards the bottom. He's ten stone and claimer taken off another seven. He's called Brandy Harbour. He's probably my biggest cliff cliff horse in the last two years. Um trained by Grani O'Connor down down there in near the Galway Clare border. Like he's I first got onto him when he left a trainer called John Nealon. He was rated eighty six over fences and eighty three over hurdles. It's taken him about 20 runs, but he's got up to 118 over fences. He won pretty well the last day. Uh, the jockey riding him, Jeremy Maloney, he's actually quite good. And he's claiming seven. And I don't know, like, down off a featherweight there, nine stone seven. He could be competitive, like. Yeah. Whether he's good enough to win a race of this quality, I don't know. But Are there prices up for that? No, no. Um, okay. and he could be a biggish price as well. Like, there's a lot, a lot of question marks about the horse up the top of the market. Like Castle Grace Paddy sliding down the weights. They're down to 145. Spyglass Hill was was a 150 odd horse at one stage. He's he's down to 145. Like Lieutenant Command sliding down. A lot of these sort of older horses sliding down the weights. This lad, this lad's improving, and he he just keeps improving. Now it takes him. He throws out the odd stinker, but he's usually competitive. Like it's yeah. in the last sort of in the last sort of year and a half, um, he's he's rarely out of the um out of the first four or five. Okay. Um so yeah. I'll just pull him up here. Like he's one last time out there in Thurless, um, won a handicap hurdle in Limerick before that. Now he's got he's got eleven pounds for winning in Thurless, but like his last four runs, he's been second, second, first, and first. And he'd a break before that, he would two bad runs. But then before that, he was third, fifth. He'd fallen and he was second. So, like, he does, he is generally sure. fairly competitive. Like, um, so, like, I think he's, he's probably a good each way bet. And hopefully he's a bit of a price as well. Like, um, but he's one, yeah. he's one I sort of like. Um, I don't know if you yeah, like Anthony in that race. I do actually. Uh, that's a, it's a big step up in class four uh, for Brandy Harbour there. Yeah. But one I like is Rebel Gold. Um, all his best recent form is on heavy ground. Um, he's going to get it again here. Uh, was second in this race last year, uh, beaten half a length by Spyglass Hill, and now Rebel Goal is four pounds lower. Um, you know she'd be she'd be my pick. Um, you know I don't know what price she'll be, but you know I think she's got a lot in her favour there, and uh, I I quite like the look of her. But um, I suppose that wraps up uh, the 28th. Yeah. And we can move swiftly on to the 29th. Um, and we'll try and get through this uh, as quick as we can. We start off another handicap chase. Uh, did you have a look at it? Briefly. Um, Gallimorgan Duke is a horse I like, uh, trained by Paul Gilligan. Um, he actually won a similar handicap um, in Leopardstown at the Dublin Racing Festival a couple of years ago. Um, like I don't really know what his trip is though. He won over two mile five that day. This is two mile five. Um, he won off a hundred and 
25 that day. He's back here off 121. Obviously, there's no prices. But I don't know, like I'd chance him maybe. Um yeah. Jack Gilligan taking off four. It's a conditional jockey's handicap. Um yeah, if, if I was back in Anthem, I probably won't back Anthem, but if he was a big price, I might chance him. Yeah. And the one that I'd sort of be looking at, uh again, don't have a really, a really strong opinion on it, but John McConnell uh is going well. He had a seventeen percent strike rate before today. I know he's after winning the first or the second there at Limerick as we started recording this. Um, he had a run. He had a winner at Limerick on Stevens Day as well. You're on Seddon here. Uh, ben Harvey rides it. Uh, he was last seen winning over hurdles at Cheltenham, um, and he's been running uh very consistently really. Um, in his last seven or eight starts, and he knows how to win. So he'd be one that I'll just I'll just keep an eye out for. But um, uh, I don't have any real uh, strong opinion on the race as such. A nice maiden hurdle there. Uh, following that, Killian. Mm. Embassy Gardens, Madman's Game. Tagman as well for uh, Henry mm. de Bromhead. Um, yeah, looking, it's, uh, there's no jockey bookings here. I don't know. I would have thought over two and a half miles, maybe Madman's Game might have more, might suit him more than, than, than Embassy Gardens, who might be more of a speeder horse. But um, yeah, the two of them, like, they're two, two pretty good bumper horses. So, like Willie's getting all the good ones out now, really, isn't it? Um, you'd have to see the prices to know which one want to want to do, but, and yeah. the jockey bookings. But, yeah. um, I I'd probably go with Madman's game, maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, grade grade three mares hurdle looks a bit of a match. Uh, she wears it well versus Queensbrook. Uh, Queensbrook obviously won last time out. She wears it well, stepped up to three miles and uh, stayed on very strongly, and won last time out as well. Um, what way would you be swaying? Yeah, I'd go Queensbrook. Um, she's given away three pounds, but like I wouldn't like she wears a well coming back down to two and a half from three. I think three miles is probably her trip now. Um, so I I I go with Queensbrook, but again, I I don't know the prices. I don't know the price up. Um, I wouldn't imagine it's, it is. It's not. It's not. No. It's so not, like wasn't, um, wasn't before this anyway. I'd agree yeah. with you, Queensbrook. She's a very hardy mare. I actually really like her. Um, and again, with over two mile four, she wears it well. Probably will be second favor, but you know if 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 you, if Queensbrook if there's any bit of value there, I I do think she'll win. Um, following that we've a three mile grade one novice chase, um, three stripe life. We spoke about him a nice few times on the podcast, and I've been waiting for him to step up to three miles over fences, put him in the tent to follow. For this reason that I wanted to see him stepped up and trip, and we got a lot of entries. Um, you know, and they were over two mile four. He ran over those intermediate trips, and now at long last, we're seeing him over three miles. I think he'll win. Um, Mighty Potter has also entered, so Jack Kennedy will probably be riding him, I'd imagine. Mm. Um, I'm surprised they're stepping up to three miles so quickly, considering I wanted him stepped up to two and a half for a long time and it took a long time for that to happen and now they're going straight up to three miles I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't run um, and then Jack ends up on three stripe life but um, I don't know what, what you make of that Killeen. yeah I, obviously Gaia Demille is high class but he finds it hard to win mm. Um, I'd I'd like three stripe life I actually backed him the other day at three to one for this race Um, thinking Mighty Potter wouldn't be declared <laughs> um, and that it'd be a game, a match against Dyer de Manil. Um, and obviously Mighty Potter's there, and like I, I'm, I, I'd be surprised if he runs. Maybe they're just 
they're leaving him in to see what the ground is like. But when he's one over two and a half miles, and he looks tailor made for that trip. I don't see the point going up to three and like, well, if you go up to three and then you, you, he could end up running a bit keen then. And like, I don't know, they'd need him to moving horses around trips like that. I don't like it because they, 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 they struggle to settle them when they, when they go back up and trip or they go back and trip then like, so I don't know. I, I'd have been happy enough to see him left at two and a half miles, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, we'll we'll wait and see. But uh, I'd be I'd be sweet enough on three stripe life there anyway. Yeah. Um, on to our next grade one of the day, um, and again another another good grade one, um, but not one that I have too strong of an opinion on. It's not. It's a it's a race to watch. Um, a statement should win it, and I'd be hoping that Vauban could improve past Sharjah, and at least get second. Um, you know, because Sharjah is obviously on the way down now, so we want to see these up and coming horses. Uh, you know, stepping up to the plate. So that's that's the only comment I'd have on the race, to be honest, Killian. Yeah, I tried to get very smart there about three or four days ago. Um, well, I saw, I heard she's electric was an intended runner, and I was looking at the entries. There was eight entries, so it was three places each way. And I was like, well, Bob Ollinger is going to the three miles. It's not going to be soft enough for Tia Hoopoo. Um, Sal Deal probably go to the three miles. That was three gone. I thought Vauban would go to Limerick and I thought Pied Piper would go to Limerick. So I was like, I could get three places here on a 150 to one shot and there might only be three runners. Her, <laughs> Sharjah and Stateman. And Gordon Elliott and Willie Mullins have decided they'd run the two four-year-olds in this race. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so now she has no chance of coming third. Um, Like she's rated 30, 30 pounds below Vauban fucking 41 pounds below below Stateman and 24 below Pied Piper she's not getting ahead of any horse here no. like so <laughs> um, I might as well throw it in the bin now you may as well but yeah I think it'd be good to see Stateman win and win well and put down a put down a marker that he he's he's a high class up and coming horse and he could be he could give Constitution Hill a race yeah 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 it, it would indeed Um, the novice handicap then I believe you have the winner of that for us I do. So you were yeah. telling me before the podcast, anyway. So yeah, I actually said it on the podcast a couple of days ago as well. Green Glory, uh, for Charles Burns. If he's off, he's going to win. Like it's as simple as that. Um, he hasn't. He won a bumper in Punchestown the end of last year. Uh, it ran in four maiden hurdles and hasn't tried a fucking yard. Um, beat fourth <laughs> behind Derry Linda, bet eighteen lengths. Fourth in Galway behind Three Card Bragg, in a race that's that's actually turning out really, really well. Three card Bragg won. Sandra could lay in six lengths behind him. Nucky Johnson in third. Um bet seven lengths. And then Green Glory fourth beaten 13 lengths. Like it's really, really good form. The first three of all one maiden hurdles. Obviously, three card Bragg has been third in a grade two and second in a grade two. So like he he's he's advertised the form well. Like I, I think that's very strong form. Then another race in Clonmel, Green Glory beaten seven lengths by the four sixes. And then in Punchestown last time out, he was beaten uh, 16 lengths by Sander Clegane. Um, so, like, he's he got a mark there of 111. I think he's better than 111. Like, yeah. his race and post ratings would suggest he's not. 106, twice, 107, and 104. But he hasn't been trying. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if, if, he, if he wants, he could hack up tomorrow. But... <laughs> So, or or, or, or 29 very, very... but like 
sure he's probably going to be no price. They know what yeah. Charles is up to, like anyone with eyes know what Charles is up to here, like. And yeah. it's unfortunate. I'm trying to think when I last heard he this confident. Yeah, he's going to win. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say French Dynamite, but I don't think you're in. Uh, no, 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 Sheldon, but no. You it that wasn't that confident. No, no. This, oh, if this lad wants to win, he'll win. Okay. If, if okay. Charles says today's the day, okay, it's a, it's a steering job. Philip okay. takes off five as well. This will be a great clip for for Twitter. So if he hacks up, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not going to take you on any. <laughs> I'm not going to that forward for that after. Um, after the, what you said there about Green Glory, uh, I'd be a fool because Green Glory wins apparently. So, um, onto the bumper, a lovely bumper. Uh, Caldwell Potter and King of Kingsfield probably uh, will be close to the top of the market. Um, bumpers isn't really my forte to be honest. I wasn't totally impressed with King of Kingsfield in Down Royal. I don't wouldn't fancy him uh too much really. So I, I go Caldwell Potter, but I don't I don't have too strong of an opinion on, on bumpers. Yeah, I don't either. Interestingly, um HRI entries here have Jamie Codd down to ride, ride Caldwell Potter and King Kingsfield. So that's going to be an interesting one to see how he maneuvers that. <laughs> um, I've never seen it before. It's an interesting tactic. It is, um, yeah. It's definitely an interesting tactic. I wouldn't be too confident on that. No, I'd take both of them on. If Cod was on both, um, I probably would. So yeah, look, uh, I, I think King Kingsfield improved from the first day. Don't think he's a two miler though. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have any opinion. I wouldn't like to name out anything. But King Kingsfield okay. was was a woeful short price favorite for a champion bumper before he won in Down Royal, and thankfully people have saw sense and he's gone out to about fourteen to one. Um, yeah. but still, like you couldn't back him for that. Caldwell Construction and and Jiggins Town will be will be on the phone to each other trying to yeah to see who is the, are they going to cut Jamie Codden too or how how is it going to work <laughs> okay right um Limerick then uh there's one race I suppose that stands out um for the right reasons because it's a grade two and for the wrong reasons because we've only got two runners in it um you hate to see it really but. I was just had a quick look back before we started the podcast just to see what trends are in the race in terms of number of runners. And it often doesn't, it doesn't yeah. attract big fields. Now it doesn't attract two. This is the the smallest so far. I suppose the fact it's limited to four-year-olds only um, is one sort of caveat that probably reduces the runners. Um, we did mention that Vauban and uh, who was it? Pied uh, Piper. Pied Piper, exactly. Were both eligible to run in this, but have gone to the Madison. Maybe one uh, aspect of it is that it's such heavy ground down there too, that uh, they want to mine the four-year-olds. I'm not sure, but uh, it's disappointing only to have two there. But over the last nine years, uh, it's got an average of 4.7 runners. So it's not uh, totally, um, you know, out of the ordinary to see two there, but still quite disappointing. What do you think? Ah, it is, yeah. It's it's definitely disappointing. Um, yes, like sure, Brazil will win. Um, yeah, I think traders looking. need to make up a small bit. You know, like the prize money that's available there, that's worth I don't know if it's thirty one thousand. Twenty one, yeah. Or twenty one for the winner, and then another twenty one. Twenty one is the whole total prize money. I think. You sure? I think so. Yeah. Okay, anyway, whatever whatever it is, it's it's good money. Um, you know, and 
it's sort of the trainers just need to wake him up a small bit probably it's not it's worth 36,500 21,900 oh. to the winner all right, um, yeah, six thousand per second. Yeah, okay. so that's yeah, that's a that's a lot of money, and uh, and you know it. Yeah. leaving that money behind them. But yeah, look, yeah. um, it's 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 not a race that needs needs too much talking about. Any aside from the fact that there's only two runners, um, so that brings us to the end uh, of episode ten. Yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe, hit the subscribe button, follow, let us know your comments. We'd be very interested to hear um, if you've spotted any nicely well-handicapped horses, uh, particularly want to take on Green Glory, maybe. There's um, none to take them on. <laughs> You're a fool if you take them on. <laughs> but look, um, again, thanks very much for listening, and um, and we'll see you again in the new year. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you. See you.